Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ride With Me podcast. You are listening with your host, Mufus Chowdhury, coming at you every single Monday with motivation and practical advice that you could apply to your life. And listeners, I don't know if you can hear the subtle stuffiness that's going on in my nose right now. I decided to kick off the day with a early morning hike on this cold, cold day. Decided to get in some cardio before any potential snowfall that seems to be happening this week. But hey, the show must go on regardless of what my voice sounds like. So thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button at the top of your podcast platform so that you could be the first to know every single time an episode drops. But listeners, happy first of the month. Just like that, we are already one-twelfth of the way through the year 2021. But don't panic. With 11 months to go, I assure you without a shadow of a doubt that there's still plenty of time to make this your best year ever. I spent some time over the weekend revisiting the stats on the back end of my website you know i launched projectreinvention.ca at the very beginning of this year and i was excited to see how it was performing in the first month and i was very thrilled to see that many of you were spending time on the website reading a lot of the personal development content and my story that i put together and this is something that i'm very proud about you know i'm a big fan of storytelling and copywriting And this was one of the most frustrating things I had to put together. You know, when it comes to recording podcast episodes or writing content, whether it's for the website or for social media, I tend to get very frustrated at the English language because no matter how great and elaborate and vivid these ideas were in my head, no matter how strong those connections that I made were, by the time that I'm able to communicate it, I find that it's almost like a watered-down filtered version of that initial idea and it never just sits well with me, but I really wanted to nail it on the website because the website is telling my story and it's sharing why I do what I do, so I couldn't afford for this to misfire or sell it short because I really had a burning desire to get this out there. I wrote it on a notebook. I revisited many different times and I scratched it off because I did not think that I did a good job. After many rounds of revisions and iterations, I finally came to a point that I was extremely happy with it and I've decided to publish it on the website. When you visit my website at projectreinvention.ca, you are immediately greeted with one bold statement. And that bold statement says, inspiring reinvention through better conversations. And the words better conversations sits really well with me because it ends up being what I would say is the missing piece that allowed me to do many different things in my life that I would say if I had to tell you the origin story of my biggest accomplishments in my life, every single one of them started off with a good conversation. This entire project reinvention initiative you know, that's more than a decade old, that is bigger than I ever visioned it to be once upon a time. It simply started from a conversation that took place with a friend of mine in a small office in a college facility that I was working at as a student representative. 
you know, I was going to college and I was making some money part time while working at that college. And I would be sitting in that office typing away where a friend of mine came in and with no agenda, we just had a really good conversation, shared some laughs, shared some stories. And somewhere along the way, that conversation evolved into a discussion about personal development. We were both motivated by the end of the discussion. And before wrapping up that talk, we said, hey, why are we keeping this within our inner circle? Why don't we share these thoughts and ideas with the world? Which then resulted into a conversation that said, hey, why don't we launch a website and share the conversation through blogs and audio blogs, which was what I would call my old version of a podcast show. And then many, many different conversations later, it evolved and it became this mammoth, this masterpiece that I call Project Reinvention today that I'm extremely thrilled about. And it all started from a 20-minute conversation in a college office. A couple episodes ago, I also shared my fitness journey, my personal development fitness journey that I've been doing. And I said in the episode that I finally figured it out. You know, after 30, 40 years, I finally figured it out how to get my fitness under order. I finally figured out how to hit my ideal weight. I finally figured out my perfect routine in exercise and diet. And it finally gave me the results that I'm looking for. But the emphasis is the fact that I finally did it this year, which means for 33 years of my life, I've, I haven't been able to figure it out. What finally changed this year that made the world of a difference? That difference was a single conversation that I had with a friend in the patio of a lounge where him and I got together for a fun conversation, once again, with no agenda, just to get together and have a great conversation. My friend made an incredible transformation in his fitness, and I've been able to witness that myself. So somewhere along the way, our conversation went towards that. And it inspired me so much that in mid-conversation, I pulled up my phone and I started taking notes of the things that he was saying. And then shortly after going home, I started researching all the things that he was saying. And I started building a diet and workout plan for myself that made a world of a difference. But once again, it started from a short conversation in the patio of a lounge. And then when I launched my book, also named Project Reinvention, you know, the book writing I mentioned in many episodes in the past that it took a lot longer to start writing my book than I ever thought that it would because I finally decided to write my book, I I would say about two or three years after when I first said I want to write a book. And I've been pushing it back for such a long time for many different reasons. But the moment that finally triggered in the back of my mind that made me want to start writing the book was simply through a conversation that I had with a friend of mine when we got together to hang out and he simply asked me one question that changed my entire way of thinking and finally get practical. He simply asked me, hey, what happened to that book that you were talking about? And it challenged me. As a matter of fact, it offended me. I couldn't believe he was calling me out for being all talk about this book that I was once upon a time addressing in front of everybody. So it challenged me so hard that I immediately started working on my book. And two weeks after I started, I published my first ever book. And it all started 
from a short conversation over a cup of coffee that I had with my friend and he asked me one single question. I can probably give you another half a dozen to a dozen other examples of monumental moments in my life and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if I went back to the origin story of what kicked it all off, all of them, every single one of them is tied in with a good conversation. And this is why I can come on this podcast and speak to many of you with full confidence and every fiber in my body, I can tell you that the missing piece, if you haven't started taking action on the ambition that you have, the missing piece is that better conversation. There's a saying out there that says, you are the sum of your 10 closest friends. And I do believe that. I definitely drink that Kool-Aid. But to add to that, I believe the reason that that stands true is because those 10 individuals are the ones that you're having conversations with. Now, with those 10 individuals, you could be sitting around and talking about your favorite Netflix show or the latest gossip or that new brand item that you want to buy. And no disrespect to that, there's definitely a balance in this world and I do some of it myself but I would rather be spending that time discussing ideas, discussing our ambition, discussing practical steps for how we can make it happen, even making introductions to other people or providing resources to my friends in how they can achieve that. I would rather have those conversations because what I see over and over again is that those conversations spark something in the back of your mind that makes a world of a difference. I can honestly tell you that I don't think that the conversation itself would automatically result to the outcome. It's not like that. I would say it's rarely, if ever, is it like that where the conversation is what directly leads to the outcome. There's usually many steps that takes place after that. You know, sometimes you would leave a conversation and now you're inspired to research more. And in the middle of your research, you figured out what you needed. Or maybe after that conversation, you tried it and you made a few mistakes and it was from those mistakes that you were able to correct it and make things happen. But it's that conversation that starts the spark. So every single time that I'm in a conversation or that I'm up on stage or I record a podcast episode or I share a post, I'm hoping that my piece of content can spark something in the back of someone else's mind that will allow them to create reinvention and positive impact to the world and hopefully achieve their definition of success. But it's also important to note that there is a couple different versions of conversations. There is version one, which is what I've been sharing, which is the conversations that you have that you're the participant. You're having the direct conversation with other individuals. And the three examples that I gave you are examples of direct conversations that you are having as a participant. But there's another version of that where you're a bit more of the passive person in those conversations. You're the fly on the wall. You're the one that's eavesdropping on a good critical conversation that can also spark things in the back of your mind. A good example of this is podcast shows. I listen to podcast shows all the time because I try to pick up things from other people's conversations that could spark something in, my, in the back of my mind. 
you know, one of my favorite podcast shows of all time is Joe Rogan Experience. And one of my favorite episodes of all time is Joe Rogan's conversation with Elon Musk. And I really enjoyed listening to that episode. It's a long three-hour episode. And to me, that's exciting. Sitting there for three hours like a fly on the wall and collecting information, inspiration, and sparks from a three-hour conversation from two brilliant individuals. You know, Elon Musk talked about many incredible things that really inspired me to learn more. I learned about things that have never even crossed my mind. I started becoming a bit more of a critical thinker when he started to dive into topics like the evolution of socializing and people's way of thinking, how technology is impacting the way that we are interacting There's just a lot of fascinating things that are really making me think differently. And what I ask myself is why stop there? Why not listen to hundreds of conversations of interesting people where they're discussing ideas because you're giving yourself unlimited opportunities to get sparks in the back of your mind that could change your life forever. I started doing public speaking about 12 years ago And I spent a lot of time over these 12 years trying to think about what it is that finally made me want to do public speaking. You know, what made me finally want to address the biggest fear in this entire planet, which is getting up on stage and public speak. And I was thinking about this for quite some time. And it's still today, I would say, very difficult for me to pinpoint the exact reason why I started doing this. But the closest and the one that I feel best about has to truly come down to me attending many personal development conferences in my time. You know, I've gone to many different events where I'm sitting in the audience and I'm captivated by the speaker that's on stage, that's walking up and down the stage, that's sharing incredible ideas through tremendous storytelling. And I'm inspired. I'm taking notes. I'm walking around trying to execute on these ideas. But also I found myself becoming fascinated by their ability to tell a story, fascinated by the way that they construct these ideas together to articulate it in the best way that they know how that's easy to digest for the audience members. There's a lot there that I was taking in. So as a result of me being a passive listener, I found myself also being inspired. And this has resulted in me having a career in public speaking and truly becoming something that I love to do that has really allowed myself to align this with my mission in ways that I never knew that I could once upon a time. And I owe it all to the incredible storytellers out there that are doing it every single day. Now, between the two, if I could tell you which one is more critical, I would say it's you being a participant in these conversations. And the main reason I say that is that when you're sitting as a passive listener, whether it is around a circle of friends and you're just listening on the ideas or whether it is on a podcast show, Sometimes you're at a big disadvantage because you have no control over how this conversation is going to play out. You're putting in full trust that the two people that are speaking are going to give you the right ideas that you can collect and apply to your life and you're really putting it into the hands of the speakers. And more often than not, you're going to find that it doesn't quite give you what you want. You may get a little bit of that inspiration. You may get a little bit of that idea, but you may not have the opportunity to ask a follow-up question or really have a laser focus on the things that matter to you. 
That Elon Musk episode I was talking about, three hours long, there was a lot of great ideas, but there was probably just a few ideas that really mattered and impacted my life. Everything else was just intriguing that sitting in the back end of my mind, I may somewhere along the way use it and apply it to my life. But if anything, it's just a fun idea that I bring back in conversation with my friends so that we can dissect it further. But it kind of ends there for me in most of those passive conversations. Although I won't sell it short because those one or two key takeaways may change your life and it definitely has done that for me for many of the passive events that I've been a I've been a part of. But the second one, being a participant in the conversation. I would even go as far as encourage you to lead those conversations. It really allows you to have a laser focus on the things that really matter. You know, when I went and sat down and talked to my friend about fitness, we went in on a laser focused conversation to make sure that we answered each other's questions and fill in the blanks that we have in our mind. So it was very directed towards our ambition and our goals to make sure that we got the most value from those conversations. When you get together with your friends, I encourage you to bring in ideas in those conversations that allows everyone to chime in so that you're not just pouring, you're also listening. You're giving people opportunities to challenge you. And this is the what I wanted to talk about as the next part of this piece which is when you are being challenged with the idea that you have, when your values and your beliefs are being challenged, whether you're a participant or you're passively listening, you quite frequently find that there are ideas that are being shared that may conflict with what you believe and who you are. This is where you're going to find the ego creeping up. The ego is going to creep up in a way where it's going to shut them down. You're either going to get defensive You're going to start arguing with them and you're going to get a bit aggressive or you're going to subconsciously lose all credibility for the other person. Thus, you're no longer really listening or taking in anything else that they're sharing. I'm currently spending a lot of time on my walks, listening to audiobooks to help me get through the walks a little bit quicker and allow me to exercise my mind while at the same time exercise my body. It's something that I've been a really big fan of and has really encouraged me to do a lot of these hikes. One of the books that I'm working on right now is Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, which is a fantastic book and I highly recommend it. I definitely co-sign. I think it's a fantastic personal development book. But one of the things I wanted to pull out of that book that really stood out to me was when Jay Shetty shared the story about Netflix approaching Blockbuster in the year 2000. You know, Reed Hastings got together with Blockbuster and made an offer for $50 million. They gave Blockbuster an opportunity to buy them out for $50 million. Blockbuster, unfortunately, being stuck in their ways, has allowed their ego to stop themselves from really taking a good look at this opportunity. They saw that they were the market leader and that there really wasn't a world for digital content consumption in the world of movie watching and TV shows. They said that people love the experience of walking to the store and buying, picking up the DVDs and feeling something tangible. And they actually laughed Reed Hastings out of the room and thus not falling through with this $50 million deal only to find out many years later that Netflix has grown itself to a $32.9 billion 
$1.5 valuation. And this was a fantastic short story that Jay Shetty shared. And he said that he shared this on the stage of a very, very prestigious marketing conference. And it was a fascinating takeaway where he was spotlighting Blockbuster as a prime case study for losing out on a major opportunity simply because they allowed their ego to get in the way. And that was a huge takeaway for me. It really sat well with me and I truly believe this. But what was even more fascinating was the next thing that Jay Shetty said. He looked around remembering that he's still in a marketing conference and he asked the audience, how many of you already knew what the takeaway was before I finished the story? Being that these guys are marketers and true fans of the world of business, majority of the audience members put their hands up where Jay Shetty followed it up by, this is my point. You allowed your prejudgment and your early learnings to prevent you from learning something new rather than you having an open mind and saying, hey, maybe I'll learn something else. Maybe I need this refresher and I needed to be reminded. Maybe he'll explain it better than the last person will. And as a result of that, your mind is automatically closing the gaps and not allowing yourself to be taught a new lesson or re-listen to the story being told in a different way because the ego is preventing you from learning it in that manner. And that was a fascinating approach that sat really well with me, which is even if you heard it before, even if you think you know what the answer is, going into these conversations with an open mind that maybe there's something new that you could learn, you know, never judge someone. Don't think that you're too good for them based on your circumstance that you don't need to learn anything from them. There may be one thing that they figured out that you haven't, and that one thing may make a world of a difference to you. Where it gets even more interesting is when the things that they're sharing conflicts with your thoughts and belief. When I feel like I'm being challenged, I used to get offended, I used to put a wall up, I used to really try to poke holes in their theory, only now to actually get excited when I see that there's a conflict, when I see that they're saying something that is extremely counterintuitive to what I believe, what I start now doing is really asking questions to understand it better because I'm asking myself that if they are so far in the extreme on the other side, what am I missing? What am I not seeing that they're seeing? Or why are they seeing it that way that I start asking questions with nothing but sheer curiosity because I wanna learn something? Or I want to at least solidify that the things that I believe in is still what I believe in after taking in this new conversation. So listeners, my encouragement to you is to get out to the world with the intention for better conversations. You know, be part of better conversations and start better conversations because by simply doing those two, I truly believe is the missing piece and it'll be the origin story of all the amazing things that you want to achieve in life. Simply give yourself the opportunity, give your mind the, sh- the fair opportunity to be in front of some incredible conversations to learn from them and participate them and allow you to grow in the best way that you know how. Listeners, thank you for listening. Happy first of the month once again, and I hope you have an incredible week. And please do me a favor and hit that subscribe and follow button if you haven't already, because I have tons of exciting things that I'm going to share with you in this coming month. Take care and talk soon.